It was October, 1943. The United States government authorized an experiment that would render its ships undetectable by radar. The experiment took place on a ship in Philadelphia Harbor. Generators activated, sir. For 41 years, the government denied it ever happened. Oh, I don't believe this. The Eldridge has vanished. Of course she has. She's radar invisible. No, sir. She's really vanished. But one ship did disappear, and two of the crew suddenly find themselves in the present. Maybe all this isn't real. You're telling me this is my imagination? You think the Navy knows what they're doing? You saw the guys on the boat? This wasn't supposed to happen, Jimmy. Hey everybody, it's the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD. And I'm Randy. And today we're talking about a non-canon film called The, the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Experiment. Experiment. Starring Michael Paré. Yep. From Michael Paré. 1984. Starring Michael Paré, Billy DeCoco, DeCico? DeCico, and Nancy Allen as the woman Michael Paré loves. Mm -hmm. uh, also directed by Stuart Raphael and executive produced by... John Carpenter. Tur, tur, tur. But we'll get to that one in a little bit. With screenplay by Wallace C. Bennett, who's only on there as a technicality. Yep, you heard me, people. A technicality. Because it was actually written by the director. Um, anyways. <laughs> We're off to a roaring start on this one. Yeah. Katie, why don't you tell the folks what the movie is about? The movie is about an experiment in Philadelphia. Oh, wait. No, it's not. It's about a ship. That gets transported into a wormhole, stranded in time space, and two of the people on said ship are catapulted from 1943 to, to 1984. Well, what savvy listeners might be aware of, the Philadelphia Experiment refers to an urban legend from this time period, and this movie is based on that that uh, urban legend. Yes, and the idea was that there was some experimentation that had gone on. They, they were trying to make a ship invisible to radar. Mm -hmm. And there is an experiment referred to as the Philadelphia Experiment that yep. is denied that we don't know what happened. Yep. And we never will. Unlike this movie where apparently it created a time vortex in an experiment back then and an experiment in that time, which was the present, 1984, where they somehow connected to each other and it sent these two guys who flew off into space... Into the present day. Well, present at the time, 1984. And the whole movie centers on their quest to figure out what happened and if they can return to whence they came. That's pretty much the story. Now, enough with that rambling. Uh, what did you think of this film? What's your general impression? I wasn't a fan of this movie. Actually, I thought it was pretty good. It was um, a time travel thing, but with my problem with time travel movies is when they're based heavily on oh time boy, travel here we go again. where they go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. This one managed to stick in 1984 for the majority of the movie. So it was pretty straightforward. All I had to do was get back in time. Would you say that it was internally consistent to its own uh, time travel idea? It was. There's one part of it, which is, which might be a head scratcher, but it's easy to, to uh, explain away, but maybe I'll get to that later. But as it is, it's very internally consistent, just like Back to the Future, which came out a year later. This wasn't riding on its coattails. came out first. But it's just like that movie, it's internally consistent. And for that, it works quite well. Overall, what, for me, this movie was an enjoyable film. It was an uh, enjoyable romp? It was. I wouldn't call it a romp. It wasn't that type of movie. But it's very obviously a low-budget... Low at 20 million, a low-budget film. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. There's something about it I just like. It's... Um, 
not overly action-packed, but it's I like charming. the performances. I like the conceit. I like how it is internally consistent. Mm-hmm. It's not boring. No, it's one hour, 40 minutes, almost on the dot. And uh, it's paced incredibly well. It goes went straight into the next scene, into the next scene, and there's something always happening. And there's a goal at the end. It's pretty clearly laid out by the uh, end of the movie. And um, we're led there by all kinds of clues. And uh, Yeah, the underlying mystery is very satisfying. Yeah, that's that's the way way to put it. That's why it's it was kind of confusing to me when I learned that this movie apparently uh, bombed, but I guess we'll so, get to that. So you wanted me to go into that right then? Okay, so the movie had roughly a budget of $20 million. Doesn't look it, so I'm assuming that went into a lot of the rental for the uh, naval ships, there Navy were, ships, and the there a lot shooting of, locations. Well, there were a lot of explosions. There's a lot of uh, really weird uh, sky stuff, you know, with space-time. And there was a lot of locations, so it's probably um, everything around the the what what am I thinking of the electricity special effect? Was that a yeah was that that, that was something? But the movie only made back this movie was a bomb. It made back a little over eight million. Mm-hmm. And at the time, this is a piece of trivia from IMDb. They said it had the fastest turnaround between theater and VHS. Mm-hmm. It went came out in August, was on tape by the end of October. Yeah, that's pretty fast, especially for back then. Which is also strange because apparently eight years later there was a sequel, so it couldn't have been that unsuccessful. Apparently it made uh, much more success on uh, home video. Probably was aired on cable and such, too. It's a movie that ended up being in the background of like the pop cultural uh, unconscious, I guess you would call it. Mm-hmm. Because it gets the sequel and then it gets a remake later on in the uh, early 2000s. Yeah, it's one of those movies. Where you probably... I'm sorry, late 2000s. We probably heard of it, but you've never seen it, that type of a movie. Because I'd never heard of this movie beforehand. I'd never seen it I had heard it, and you can see some things that might tie it into popular culture of today, such as Stranger Things. Yeah, just dated us. (laughs) Huh? Huh? You kids like Stranger Things? The fifth season was just announced. You want me to date even more? There, it's, it's it's the type of show that would have references on things like uh, Erie, Indiana. If you're a '90 oh, kid, geez. you'll get that reference. Oh boy! Yeah, it, this is just one of those movies. It's, it's first off, there's the urban legend which people are know of. Mm-hmm. JD apparently wasn't aware of it, but this is something I was aware of. I had heard of the movie. Talk about the movie, but what have you? Mm-hmm. It's not like it's the Manhattan Project or anything like that. But this movie is. Mm-hmm. seemingly a very divisive movie people kind of like will like it or they don't like it uh i guess i, I don't really see what's not to like about it unless you don't like these types and of this is the 25th day like basically the 25th anniversary because it came out on like the beginning of october uh, beginning of august mm-hmm. so and we're we're nearing closely the 25th anniversary of its release to vhs oh so, yeah that's about 25 where, years. Uh, where the majority of people will have discovered this i'm assuming it appeared on cable a lot a lot of 80s movies found their audience on cable and vhs rentals this was obviously one of them and i guess they're grateful for that so randy what were your highlights of the movie that's a really hard question to answer because i'm sitting here going i really enjoyed this movie a lot no one thing really pops out to me immediately so it's how everything came together yeah everything came comes together very well it's a very well done package like, the special effects aren't anything to write home about, but for 1984, they're pretty decent. It's mm. Maybe my maybe good. my uh, scale is a little bit skewed <laughs> with the type of movies we've watched, but I thought it was a very well-done 
movie overall for everything it does. The whole package came together very well. Mm-hmm. Michael Pare is no great actor, but he put out a good performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nancy Allen can act, and she did a she did a good job in this movie, mm-hmm. even though they didn't require much of her. It, like I said, it's, it's like really that, there's no movie. one thing in this movie that has me going, mm-hmm. "Wow, that's pretty nifty." It's yeah. like I said, it just it came together very well. Yeah, the one thing I liked the most was how they did the initial time travel to 1984 oh that's my highlight you just reminded me of that what it whole was. the whole sequence from where they fell off the ship and into the darkness and then the town shows up and then it fades in from the dark and then they're on and they're in the desert yeah that actually is the thing that stood out to me but it's by the time we get to the end of the movie i forgot about that and then they travel all the way on foot and they end up on a highway and the cinematography is really good in that part it makes it yeah, feel real because... alien we don't know what's going on, but by the end of the movie, we realize what happened there. Mm-hmm. So the way they traveled in time was they they, they activated the experiment in 1943. Mm-hmm. The same doctor is attempting to do that experiment again in 1984 in the middle of nowhere in the desert. Mm-hmm. And it creates a bridge between the two points in time mm-hmm. that is currently sucking in all the air and everything yeah. from the current reality in. And, that's and the, sh- the power there. on the ship is what's powering the wormhole. Yep. And so that first shot that we see of them in their time traveling is you're seeing a shot of them in front of obviously a green screen intercutting between the ship and a town, a 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 ship and a town. And then they're in nothing but darkness as if they are in the void. Mm-hmm. And even then they're like, I can't see anything. I don't know what's going on. Where are we? Where are we? It's like, there's nothing here and then suddenly a single spotlight comes down on them and you realize that they're in the middle of a desert mm-hmm. and that the it's completely overcast and that there's a helicopter above them yeah just that the way that's shot we don't know what's going on but we mm-hmm. later find out that the town and the ship are currently uh, inhabiting the same point in space time yeah and then it leads out that one when they're walking out and they get to near the sea and they come to a highway and you see all these fancy new uh bottles and uh, cans and trucks that they've never seen before so it's almost like they were transferred to a whole other world it's very good to, it's a very good effect especially for 1984 i don't think you would have seen that anywhere else and that that's probably my highlight of the movie it was there's really a lot of car chases in. oh there is yeah and a lot of driving through barricades <laughs> and a lot of people dying well not that many but some people so that said Rennie, what would be your low point of the movie then hmm um there is a little bit of slowness. Michael Perre, like I said, he did a fine enough job, but he's not a great actor. You don't really need um, much acting for this movie, to be quite honest. Yeah, though. it's there. It's another movie where it's like I said, I, I feel neither like super highs or super lows on the movie, but I because I just really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But you can see that there's something around the edges that it's just there's something slightly off, something that had to have pushed people away from this movie. Mm-hmm. That something that didn't resonate. Like obviously it resonated with me, but there mm-hmm. is um, very much. I guess there's a pacing problem. There's or not that much of a pacing. I didn't really. It's see a little it. bit slow. Uh, I because I because remember I I talked to you. I, I mentioned in the middle of the film that if this was an Empire film, that would, this movie would have been done by now. It would have been twenty minutes less. Mm-hmm. So I guess you could say there's a little bit of it could have been cut a little bit tighter, a, a little bit less of the uh, stranger in a strange land situation that they had going, like a little less of the setup. Oh uh, yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, that movie could have been tighter. It could have been a, t- a tight hour and twenty minutes, a tight hour and a half. Yeah. 
Instead, we get so. an hour and 40 minutes, an hour and 45 minutes. I guess mine would have been... We get Groundhog Day length. <laughs> I guess mine would have been there's just too many car chases. There probably could have been like maybe oh boy, one actually, or two less. I am terribly mistaken. Yeah, the movie is, an, is about an hour and 42 minutes. I think it could have used one or two less car chases. Maybe use a different type of action sequence would have been... Yeah, the, the action gets repetitive because it's there's only so much they can do. Hmm. And I keep saying that the movie looks low budget, but 20 million for the time isn't that low budget. It also might have been the version we're watching isn't restored, so it might look better if it is restored. Who knows? Because no, this was the remastered version of it. It doesn't look remastered to me. But yeah, anyway, that's pretty much the lowlights I have. It's not really a whole lot. It's a, it's a good movie altogether. So that said, is there any sort of like trivia you wanted to talk about? Because there's there's a lot a of little things about it. It's like nothing like super. But I know the one you're talking about is the fact that it's executive produced by John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. And what happened was the movie was initially supposed to be done in the 80s and the studio was shopping it around to John Carpenter. He did a draft and all that. But he showed them Escape from New York. By 80s, you mean 1980? 1980, yeah. Mm-hmm. He showed them Escape to New York and instead they went with that. So this movie sat on the back burner for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And the, the issue he had with it is that he could never... Um, get down that third act Mm -hmm. and he could never figure out what the third act and there was multiple rewrites then of the script yeah so he remained he retained he was supposed to at one point direct it joe dante was at some point supposed to direct it amongst Mm -hmm. others before they settled on this uh stuart perfil yeah um i'm on the wrong philadelphia experiment by the way (laughs) They actually linked the wrong Philadelphia experiment on the... It has a, a long history, this movie. Yeah, Stuart Rathville. Mm-hmm. And the director would eventually, after nine rewrites, also do a version of the screenplay, mm-hmm. but not really get credit. It's a really weird... And, and he changed the third act and, and added in a whole entire love story element and and really got rid of a lot of the things that, that I was complaining about of the Stranger in a Strange Land. Like, there was apparently more. Yeah. It it probably would have been too long in the tooth by that point, just like the car chases. I think, like, John John Carpenter had a problem because he couldn't figure out how to do the third act. And the fact that they added the whole uh, love interest and kind of ends up tying everything together by the end to have the plot actually make sense. Because it gives him a reason why he chooses not to return home at the end. Yeah, there's a motivation. And creating that closed loop. Yeah, there's like a character motivation and a character growth for uh, the two main characters at that point. So it's a good idea that he added that in because otherwise I could understand why he couldn't figure out how to end it. To be quite honest, I think if John Carpenter had written the whole thing and directed it, it would have felt a lot different as a movie. Like the scene at the end with the the bodies. Well, yeah, let's talk would have about... a lot like that. Let's <laughs> talk about the uh, mm-hmm. finale of this film. Like that final scene... Mm-hmm. Is just he. It's um, Michael Perry's character, David Hurdig. Mm-hmm. They he 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 gets all the way back. He finds out who the the doctor that had, had conducted both experiments is at the the base, mm-hmm. and they go, "You're the only one that can do it because yeah, your buddy Jimmy made it makes it back to 1943, mm-hmm. and tell us tells us that you were the one to stop the engine, but that you disappeared." you know this is true mm-hmm. that you feel this as an eventuality that you're going there yeah and michael Pereira replies no I, I can feel it that this is right that this is what i'm supposed to do so mm-hmm. he gets he travels through the wormhole in a spacesuit to the engine of the ship to where him and jimmy disappeared from initially yeah and wrecks the place 
He before he Samuel Beckett's out of there and never returns home. Yep, he goes back to 1984, and that's where he ends with, with the woman he loves, which is where he started from. Only now he's in a better place, and the whole problem is solved. Which is a good weird tale ending. And I guess that's really all you can really say about the movie. It's, it's. Um, well, how would you rate it? Well, I was about to ask you that because uh, I have an idea. So let's do this game we've been playing the last couple of weeks. How do you think I would rate the movie? I, and I'll tell you how I think you'd rate it. I think you're going to give it a four out of five. You really, I think you're going to give it a five out of five. Well, you're going to give it a four out of five because you liked it a lot, but there's nothing about it that really pushes it over the top for you to hit that five. And I, I think that you're going to give it a five out of five because you just really, really like these types of movies. And it had an internally consistent uh, time travel uh, device. Well, you're right, but I would give it a four. Oh, Okay. So, so for you, it also doesn't push it over mine. I, it it's was a, close. I was, it's close. There was a point literally in the movie where I'm just like, it's a solid four movie. I'm really liking mm-hmm. this movie. I, I can understand why it bombed. Yeah, but I can see that. there's something likable. I, I, I was going to say I like Michael Pere, but actually I, I do because I, I really <laughs> like Eddie and the Cruisers. I like Eddie and the Cruisers too, even though Eddie and the Cruisers 2 is a really bad movie. I really Want to like, jam? <laughs> and I really like Streets of Fire. He's, uh, he's a good... He's good in what he's in, and he's good in this. He mumbles his way through the films. It's, but there's something about he's him on the charisma. screen that works. That yeah, he has that that New Jersey charisma. So a little, a little bit of swagger, a little bit. He's good. And the story, while not action packed, is enjoyable, it, engaging. It, everything works. Like I said, it's like if the movie was 20 minutes shorter, I think it would have been a solid five because it would have been tightly mm. paced, mm. interesting things going on all the time. Just yeah. just let it a little bit like I said, just a little shorter runtime. Less repetitive in the action sequences, and it probably would have been a perfect five. But as is, I still would recommend this to anybody who's Yeah, I do this. recommend this movie. 25 years, folks. 25 years. 25 years, and it's still a good movie. Still worth watching. And I guess with that, we'll wrap it up. I'm JD. I'm Randy, and this was another exciting edition of The Non-Canonical Adventures of JD and Randy. And, we'll and this was the film... The Philadelphia Experiment from 1984. It sure was. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everyone. The Philadelphia Experiment. They opened a hole in time, and it stayed open. Good God, there it is. The government needs the one man who can stop the experiment. Now, we can't stop it, but I believe that you can. He's lying, David. I wish to God I were. I gotta go. Communication ceases when you enter the vortex. We won't be able to help you. Go! The Philadelphia Experiment. Keep cruising that canon and non-canon catalogs. JD's rolling his eyes at me, so we better end this. This is all getting cut.